Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Randy, and Randy had an encounter with what we think might be a Hatman type of uh, entity. Randy, welcome to the show. G'day, Mr. Kane. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on, Randy. We haven't had very many Hatman encounters on the show, and when I saw the uh, the message that you sent me, I was very intrigued by it because I, I think the, the Hatman is kind of like this fad in, in the paranormal world, but your encounter happened so, so long ago. Yeah, yeah, this is 22 years ago, twenty maybe 24, actually, now that, yeah, putting the date on it. So, are you able to walk old. us... Because I'm old now, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Man, a reminder. We're, we're all old these days. It's, uh, it's 2020's aged people very harshly, I think. <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, mate, yeah. do you want to walk us through this encounter that you had? Yeah, cool. All right, so... We used to go, I'm 42 now, but when we were growing up, my parents had a caravan in a town called Bright, which is northeast Victoria, up in like the Alpine sort of mountainy area. Um, sort of like a valley at the foot of a whole bunch of ski hills. Either way, uh, they had this caravan. So, you know, as you do when you turn 18, all of my crew used to go up, all of my friends just used to go up. And because we were kids and we were, we were pretty, you know, well behaved, but even still, we still like to, you know, just have a lot of fun, just weird fun. So one night, uh, a mate of mine to the from the caravan park to the edge of town. I think it's a, a map down Google Earth. I think it's about four, four and a half, maybe five k's. We used to just go for a late late night walk. You know, maybe put a, a beer in each pocket and then just go for a wander. You know, and we got to the edge of town, walking back. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. I don't look. I don't think it was actually particularly 
moonlit and you would notice up there because there's nothing else. There's only a couple of, you know, there's street lights, but if if there was no street lights, you need the moon to be able to see where you're going. Otherwise, it's sort of, you know, can't see your hand in front of your face, sort of dark. Either way, this main street that leads, which is, I think, the Great Alpine Highway, but it's got a different name when it's in bright, um, has got, it's so overgrown with these giant, beautiful trees and it's got street lights, you know, whatever, every 200 metres thereabouts. And the way that the light works up there is you get, it's, it's mostly just black. So you're walking, and, you know, because it's country, you're sort of walking right up the middle of the road or on the right-hand side of the road or whatever. And all you can see is these giant white pools, like the proper almost circles of white light. And you, you cross one and you'd be all lit up. And then you get, bang, boom, straight back into darkness. As soon as you get to the edge of that street light, then you walk, you know, 50 metres in pure black darkness, just aiming, you know, just loosely <laughs> aiming for the, for the next big pool of light. Um, so we're doing that. We're, we're, we're walking back to the caravan park and we're just chatting. And I, look, I'm just going to say the detail because I know you like detail. And we're talking about the, 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 the idea of Plato's cave. Now, I still don't understand it. I, people out there might understand that I don't. I, I can never really get my head around that part of it. Anyway, that's what I remember exactly what we we're talking about. And I was a small little kid. I'm a big fat man now, but I was a small kid. I was walking with my giant muscly friend he's not tall but he was wide man this guy's like a, a, an ox so i never i was never scared of anything when i was hanging around with this guy so we're walking 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 we start to approach one of the like the next big pool of light and we're walking on the right hand side of the road heading back into town and we go oh john 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 can you hear that and he's like yeah and we keep walking and it's this weird squeaking sounds right like i know i know actually now that you mention it, it is a little bit sort of ghost story like haunted house sort of stuff but it, I, I didn't think about that until you said it before oh now yeah i get that but at the time it didn't it just seemed weird it just seemed like you know something might have been banging on a fence or i don't know it's country what do you you know i don't know these things so we're walking and hear this and you, we can hear our own feet on the gravel that's how dead quiet this, you know, at, at whatever time of night it was. I think it was like one in the morning. And where we come into the light, this pool of light, and there's, you know, um, street lights on directly on opposite side of the road. So you get these two giant overlapping pools. As we get, how to describe, I'd say hypothetically the pool of light's about 20 metres wide. We get about halfway in and... On the opposite side of the road, walking in the opposite direction, here's the sound. Here's what the sound is. It is a giant man, and I reckon easily six and a half, seven foot tall. Now, the thing is, like I was saying before, it's country, and they grow big in the country. So when you go to Bright, it's not surprising to see, you know, six men that are six three, you know, they're just big men. But this thing was like easily six and a half, seven foot tall, pushing a pram. But not just any pram, like an old Elizabethan or Victorian. And I don't even know if that's actually the correct way, but when I say that, everyone knows what I'm talking about, like those old spidery looking prams. And the guy had a hat on. Now, I'm not saying it's a hat man. I don't know that. It's just that I have to call it something. And the thing was wearing a hat. This thing was giant. But because of the brim of the hat and the angle of that light, you couldn't see a face. I know it was wearing a long jacket. Um, 
Apparently, I can't remember, we only used to go up in summer, so the long jacket seems a little bit out of place now that I think about it. But either way, this thing crosses over. I can't see its face, but I'm, we're both looking over it. You know, you run, you run into something like that at one in the morning. If, even if it's a normal human, I will go over and go, good evening, or, you know, good night, sort of whatever, and nothing, no response. I just turn and face forward again because none of my business, you know what I mean? A giant man pushing a pram, one in the morning, none of my business. You do what you want, buddy. I keep walking forward and, I'm, you know, we get about five minutes like, John, John, do you reckon it was looking at us? And John's like, yeah, I know it's looking at us. And I say, how can you know? And he goes, because I'm still looking at it. And so about three meters later, oh, three meters, not three minutes, three meters later, John looks forward, take another few steps and, and bang. I'm like, John, we both stop. Can you hear it anymore? No, that was it. And we both turn around and again, trying to just to make that part clear, you can see for hundreds of meters, but all you can see are these pools of light, you know, with blackness in between. So if nothing else, we should have still been able to see a silhouette. We should have been able to hear the sound. Nothing. It just disappeared. That's creepy, creepy man. That's really creepy. Oh, that's so weird, yeah. That's uh that that really does fit a lot of the traits of the Hatman because like when I hear stories of the Hatman, I always hear that it's a an out of time looking character. And they always are incredibly tall, like over six foot. And everything that you kind of oh, said right. there yeah. really does I didn't, match I, that. I, I didn't know that. I, I, like you, though, I, you know how you were saying that sort of like a thing, people started talking about the Hackman a lot in, you know, in paranormal, I don't know, whatever's. Uh, I, haven't, I just sort of went, ah, oh, that seems a bit bland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, until, you, until you see something like that, you know. But I never thought about it as a Hackman, but it was really tall. And... It's sort of strange. I've, I've always called it a ghost, but the way I think about ghosts these days, it, that doesn't even seem to fit either, unless it was back from 200 years ago. Bright barely existed 200 years ago, you know? So it's not necessarily a ghost out of time. It's just something freaky. So what do you think it was if it wasn't wasn't a ghost? Nah, don't know. I, I really don't know. It, it's, I couldn't even... I like to think about a lot of different, you know, I'm pretty open with a lot of concepts. I've got no idea. I don't know why, because there are no explanations for, a, even if it was a real person, which, you know, I, like I said, they're growing big in the country. I don't know why the dude's wearing a hat and a long jacket, pushing a Victorian-style pram at one in the morning. Again, none of my business. But that sort of seems out of place. If it was a ghost, I always just think of ghosts as... You know, I don't know, dead people sort of just re reanimating in time. You know what I mean? Like I've got that's that's how I think about ghosts when I don't know, when people walk through walls and stuff, you go, oh, Well maybe there wasn't a wall there in the past. They're just sort of stuck in this time loop. But even if that was the case with this this dude pushing a pram, what sort of time loop is that? Where's he from? When was that ever a real thing that this guy's pushing a pram one in the morning? Yeah, it, there's a lot of questions there, really, isn't there? Because, like you said, there's there's a couple of different hauntings that people can really identify. And there's one which is called the, a residual haunting, which is, uh, say, a spirit's kind of replaying that one moment in time over and over and over again. Um, and then there's ones that seem to have a little bit of sentience to it. And 
I, I don't know where this one falls because it almost seems like it made itself aware to you and then it was looking at you and your mate because yeah, with, yeah. Your, with your mate saying that he was looking at it, looking at you guys, I mean, that's a that's an acknowledgement that you're there from it. Oh, I, I, yeah, I get what you mean. So, yeah, so it, 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 it's definitely seeing us. It's not trapped in like some sort of a – yeah, I get what you mean. So it's not just stuck in a time loop. It's looking at us walking down the road on the opposite side of the yeah. road to it as well. You know? And it's, uh, it's, it's so strange. Like I, I like to think – you know how like when people say, oh, you know, things go silent, you know, when, I don't know, sort of freaky stuff's going on. The kicker is it's silent there anyway. It's one in the morning, so I can't really – I mean, we could hear the gravel on <laughs> – yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really tricky to try and go along those lines. The fact that it, it's weird because my mate doesn't like to talk about it too much. If you push him, he's got no issues, but it's not like something I always have to bring it up with him if I ever want to think about it, you know what I mean? And But he's never gone into more detail of if it did anything or if it just kept looking at us. And it's when you, you, know, when you cross paths and you, I don't know, what's this dude? He's like 10 metres away. When you cross paths, you sort of have to turn your body to keep looking at it. That's what my mate did. So I assume that that's what this thing did. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Now, I, didn't, I, can't, I was I was not interested. I just wanted to keep going forward and get out of there. And like, like I was saying to you before, we're, we're, I'm pretty sure we thought about running. Like, you know, as soon as it happened, we're like, can we see it? No, we can't see it. We can't hear it. Should we run? Well, where are we going to go? <laughs> you know what I mean? We've still got like three Ks. I can't run three Ks. I couldn't run it then. I can't run it now, you know. <laughs> so did your mate say anything about what he could see on this on this thing like was there any nah. facial features no nah. no nah. and so that's this is the sorry coming back to what you were saying before that's also part of the freakiest thing it and that's sort of what got me it knew and i'm not saying it was doing this on purpose but the circumstances of that sighting was it appeared at exactly the right time to not to not see its face like the, the brim caught that light of that street light perfectly and cast the shadow all the way down its body you know what i mean so i could tell that it was wearing a jacket but a lot of that was purely just because of the silhouette you know so yeah I, and geez man i haven't thought about this properly but you know how people talk about like not necessarily happening but you get these super black dark things you know what I mean? So they, they almost suck the light out of the air. Looking back, that's sort of how it feels in my memory. But at, uh, again, where you're in the middle of the country under a bright street light, you know, under under this brim of the hat, the whole thing was black anyway. It, it, it could it might call you next week and say I saw two guys walking down the street. I couldn't <laughs> see them. <laughs> so you never know. Yeah, it's uh, it it is interesting, especially now that you say that it it kind of seemed to just be this black black figure because it um you know is did you see a shadow person then it, it really does open up that criteria pushing this, a pram yeah. pushing a victorian style pram it's, for no reason it's uh you know? it just really keeps adding to the creepiness of that that whole situation with that squeaky wheel man the squeaky wheel is the thing that sticks in my head because we could hear it coming couldn't see it coming but it we could hear it and it appeared and like when we when we saw the pram, it was sort of strange because my brain went, "Oh, that's where the squeakiness is coming from." 
Like, you know what I mean? I didn't care about the seven foot tall cat man. <laughs> I was like, oh, now I get it. Now, oh, well, that's not as, you know, that's not so weird anymore. Then you, then you go, oh, hang on, wait, yeah, there's a giant man pushing the pram at one in the morning. That's, that maybe that is a bit weird. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a very peculiar encounter there, Randy. It's, um, I wonder if that area is haunted or by by something, or if that was just done up, luck. I can't I, I can't see too much in that area. You know, how, you know, some places have got Beechworth, which is ages away, but in that same region of northeast Victoria, Beechworth's really popular for hauntings because they had a jail there, and you know, just weird stuff, a lot of gold mining and so on. So you hear a lot of those sort of old tales. Bright, nothing nothing special that I know of. Yeah, I wonder if there's anyone out there that listens to the podcast that can maybe fill us in. Maybe there's some some local history because when it comes to to small towns, um, getting people in those smaller towns to talk about the weird stuff that goes on in there is it's really really difficult because I reckon there's a lot of encounters that are just lost to history because people don't want to be labelled as the as the crazy of the town. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I have heard, because my parents used to go up there a lot more than I did, and there's a cemetery in that town where people have talked about seeing, like, fireflies and orbs and things like that floating around in the cemetery. So, and I, I know that that's, that, I know that that sounds freaky. That's sort of boring freaky for me, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I go, ah, yeah. You know, I, I, I like entities. I, I like to think about what, what are these weird, you know, when they, if they're orbs, you go, ah, it's, it's more flash, floating lights. But so that does, that definitely does go on up in Bright. Mum's heard about that, but nothing, nothing like my one. Or not that I know of. So who's going to, yeah, but who's going to tell? I've, this is the first time I've t- talked about it properly in 20 years. So, so who the fuck am I to, to say what these people are going to say or not? <laughs> And that's exactly it. It's it's these stories, they really do get lost to time just because, uh, you know, the fear of ridicule is, is quite large, especially in those smaller towns. And, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of good that there's platforms like this and, and other podcasts where people can go on and share their encounters, you know, under, mm, under sure. different names to really get these stories out there. But And now a quick word from our sponsor. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. So, Randy, your life isn't the only one that's full of, uh, I guess, unusual encounters in your family now, is it? No, no, not at all. So, your mum has had quite an interesting encounter, and is that something you're willing to share? Yeah, oh, for sure. That's, that's, that, that's why I got in contact with you and then remembered about the hat man thing, which is, which is dumb. But <laughs> Mum's is such a humdinger. It sort of trumps anything weird that, I, I, it, you know, it's, it's just so mind-blowingly strange that, um, yeah, let, you, you, let, you say when, man, because I could talk about it for hours. Well, man, let's let's get into it because I'd love to hear about it. 
Alright, cool. So, mum came over. She's, I don't know, 70 or something now, but when she grew up, she grew up in Scotland. And she lived there till she was 16, then they migrated to Australia. Blah, blah, blah. Boring part of the story. But I've known, because I've always been interested in the paranormal and weird stuff, and so I'd always ask about it, and I always knew that mum had seen a ghost. Mum's seen a ghost, mum's seen a ghost. No one would ever talk about it, but you know, I knew that my mum had seen a ghost in my head growing up. And what am I? I'm 42 now. Oh, only until last year did I not know that, um, that the, sorry, I had another call about the but the, so I didn't realize that mum saw this thing when she was 16. And what happened is they're all poor, you know, I mean, like back then in Scotland and, but they grew up on the ground floor of a shop like a bed the bedroom was actually off the main part of the shop they the shop sits on a roundabout where three uh, parts of a bridge come together like a roundabout and this is sort of important like this is the detail that i reckon is sort of important the bridge is a rock bridge flows over a river yada 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 they're so poor there's her and two sisters sleeping in the same bed and I didn't realize mum was, I think, 15 at the time. She's got a twin sister. Her sister is sleeping next to her. And they've got another sister that's like seven years younger. And she's sleeping blah, 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 on the left or something like that. In the middle of the night, my mum and her twin sister wake up because they hear the clinking of milk bottles. So, you know, it is what I don't know. They used to deliver the milk in glass bottles. They hear the clinking of the bottles. And. So mum and her twin sister wake up. The next thing they know is there's this, they can hear this sound. And the best way that um, mum can describe it is like high tension wires. And when mum said that to me, I mean, I, I was like, do you mean like that weird, like that high pitched part? And she's like, no, no, no. It's that constant throbbing, buzzing sound. So that Yeah, sound. yeah. You know, and it's sort of strange because I'm a I'm not a muser. I work as a draftsman, but I do a lot of music on the side, and I'm you know I moved more into like electronic and so on. So I've got a lot of equipment that can make a lot of weird noise. So I'm dying to get mum to come around and then just try and replicate that noise through the equipment, you know, because it must be possible. Either way, so I'm just digressing. So they hear this high tension wire electrical tower sound. Um, this thing just manifests and when i say this thing it's um it's like three to four foot tall standing on the end of the bed um i think it's 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 wearing a suit but it's not it's 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 transparent so they can see this thing appear it like it manifests in front of them with this electrical high tension not noise going on and her sister is awake next to her and mum's like can you see that and it's just like yeah i could see it and her sister says to my mum should we scream and i think that that's the funniest part of the story <laughs> like what the fuck what do you reckon <laughs> like, that's so scary it's, it looks like a gray alien's appearing high tension noise they start screaming they start howling their yeah you know, throats out and it's all still going on, the noise, blah, blah, blah. 
the, the thing's sort of standing there looking at them and starts to dematerialize from the knees up. So mum said that, look, look, because I've asked her about it so many times, from memory she reckons that she could never actually see the feet anyway. Like the feet never actually fully manifested. The rest of it did. And then when they started screaming from the knees up, it just started to dematerialize until it got to, you know, to the top of the head or whatever. Boom, they hear like a, a crack or something like that. It turns into an orb, bounces to the other side of the bed and disappears out of out of view, just blinks out of existence. That's incredible. That, it's weird, man. That, it covers so many, because I've been reading, like I said, listen to a lot of, you know, paranormal stuff, read a lot of paranormal stuff. It is so strange because I like, it's, it's, it's like science fiction. You know, it's, it's, it's beyond paranormal at that point. You just go, hang on, that was a thing. Something was going on. Like, if this thing appeared to look at you and that the noise that they've got going on in their ears must mean something, I don't, you know, I don't know what that something is. Maybe that's, maybe it's an electrical thing that happens in our heads when this sort of activity is going on. Maybe it's the noise of whatever they're, I don't know, whatever equipment they're using when they manifest or whatever, the fact that it, it was looking at them then turns into an orb. So it turns into a bright light, bounces around the room. So it bounced the other side of the bed, then bounced off the bed and then disappeared out of existence. And then, of course, the whole family come running in, yada, 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 what's going on, what's going on, sort of deal. Um, and I've asked specifically to my mum, I said, look, when you heard the clinking of the bottles and you're not even in that same room. So it's not like it walked through a wall to get to your room. It must have, if you heard something hit the bottles outside, it got from outside the shop through two walls. And I said, but did you actually see it come through a wall? It said, no, it was just there all of a sudden. You know what I mean? It just started to, well, it didn't even start to manifest. It just, boom, it was on and then started to slowly switch off. And here's, just because I'm such a nerd about this sort of thing, I asked mum specifically, I said, okay, well, look, did you sleep with the lights on? No. Well, then, how did you see it? It was a, it must have been self-illuminating you know, self because there, there were no lights on in the room. I, I don't know, they made us with the curtains open. Maybe it was lit by moonlight. I never got to that part of the story. But if that's not the case, how, would, how could they see it in the dark if it wasn't self-luminescent? Yeah, that's so a really bizarre. good point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And look, that, but that town, it's a town called Dalmellington in Ayrshire in Scotland, and it had a lot of different freaky stuff going on. And I think only because of, you know, when people look at data sets and, you know, what, where, what are the, all these weird connections of things that are going on when, you know, paranormal shit happens – Man, they were right in the thick of it. They, they, they lived in a house on a stone bridge over flowing water. As you said, that the, the house was actually part of the bridge to a degree where, when it really rained, they could hear the house. They could hear the river flowing under them when they were trying to sleep at night. Oh wow! So, oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah, really bizarre. I look, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I only found all of this out maybe January this year, maybe the end of last year. Yeah. So your mum's been holding out on you, really? <laughs> well, I, I just think that she must. Uh, I, it's so strange because no one in our family, except for me, is really interested in paranormal stuff at all anyway. You know, so 
without and then and even when she told me you, you really have to press it for details because she doesn't care about it you know what i mean like she's a really normal 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 person and this hasn't i don't think that this has really affected her at all except well just to go into a little more detail of what happened then she never slept in that house ever again so at the age after of 15, that experience right there Sorry? Right after that experience. Bang, that was it, man. She never slept in that house ever again. Oh, they wow. woke up screaming that night. She, Her grandmother lived, I don't know, like a mile away. I guess you'd say mile because it's you know, UK. She went and stayed with the grandma for a year. Then the whole family came and stayed with the grandma for three months. Then they all moved to Australia. Bang, that was it. Get out of there. Wow. It, it had to have some profound effect on her for her never wanting to go back there. No, no, not even, not even interested. And but they, but he, check this out. Look, the, the parents, man, they, my grandparents were hard. They still sent them to school the next day. And but look, don't get me wrong. My parents probably would have as well. My mum grew up just as hard as hers. And so that she went to school the next day. They told one of the other boys who was a little bit of a freak, you know, in their class, and. He said, oh, yeah, I believe you. You know, because all, all the kids would make fun of you sort of thing. But one of the boys was like, yeah, I believe you. A, a, a lady in pink comes to tuck me in at night. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about, mum? You know, and she said, oh, yeah, Billy McNeely. Well, I don't know, some Scottish name. It's, um, he grew up in a house and a pink lady would walk into the room. A, a lady in, in a pink creoline, I don't know what that means, it's a pink creoline dress would come in at night, nod to him, and then walk out the other side of the wall. So, and he, and he, that was every night for 10 years. He just thought it was normal. Because, and don't get me wrong, it's a small village back in the 50s or whatever, you know. So it was probably a little bit backwards anyway. Not a lot of, not, not a lot of internet back then, you know. <laughs> not a lot of progression. So, so, yeah, so there was just, it was just a weird town. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of uh, weirdness going on there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I reckon it's the water. I, I, like now, when I, now that you hear about all this stuff, I, I think it's got a lot of do, to do with either water and stone, and I don't know, especially electricity. And I don't understand a lot of a lot bad electricity. But if because I know you always ask your guests, oh, well, what do you think it is? That's what I reckon's going on. I don't reckon it's got anything to do with, you know, aliens. I don't think it's got anything to do with outer space, yada, yada, yada. I reckon it's our own planet doing it to us. And not even intentionally. Whatever this thing is, it's there's so much electricity moving constantly, like naturally and man-made, you know. Like when it when you affect, you know, cause, and because there's so much electrical stuff going on in our brains, if you affect those electrical fields... Maybe humans start to see a whole bunch of weird shit. You, you know what? You you might just be right there, Randy, because with the with the location of that house and with it being kind of in a like a with three different points coming towards it, I, I would imagine there would be quite a lot of I guess activity that happens there just just in general. And if you're you're having these external influences that potentially could be could be making you see things. And then you're hearing these things outside. It, it could be, uh, it wouldn't be that far of a, a leap to say that, hey, maybe this stuff could be causing you to hallucinate or, or something like that. Well, see, look, I'm with you on that, in, like, on a, in a normal sense. But how do you wind up? And, and look, this might be 
I might be wrong here, but how do two people see it? The best thing about my mum's story is that she had a twin sister lying next to her to corroborate it. Well, that's they the best part of it. Out, you know, they both saw exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think that adds so much more credence to an experience when, when you've got someone else there seeing it with you, because it, like I said, it's, it's so easy to, to play that rational card and go, oh, maybe, maybe I was hallucinating. Maybe, yeah, maybe you'll yeah. see was causing this, yeah. but. Or, or having like a, you know, like, uh, Mum did suffer from a lot of uh, what's it called sleep paralysis later on in life. I think during like late twenties, early thirties, she had a lot of, or not when I say a lot of sleep paralysis. I think she had sleep paralysis like three times. And see, see, this is what I mean. That's it's what's bizarre though. When you talk to mum about paranormal stuff, she'll lump the I don't know. We'll call him the buzzing man. Like who cares? Well, she she lumps the buzzing man in with sleep paralysis, whereas sleep paralysis has actually been scientifically sort of well, you know, it's just like a disjoint in the brain when the brain hasn't caught up or something like that with your waking body and it, you know, you're still in half a half a dreaming state, half not. This wasn't. This is her and her sister both waking up at the same time, seeing a buzzing man. Well, that's it, out, and that's you know? it. And people don't have shared uh, sleep paralysis experiences. <laughs> No, no. Well, there you go, but maybe it's the twin thing, you know? That's a, that's actually People... a really interesting point. Mm. That's that's some that's some food for thought there because I wonder if the other sister saw the saw the creature that was in that room. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, this is the thing. Like they were 15 at the time. I only came into mum's life at what late twenties, and then I guess I guess by then everyone was sick of the story. That's why I never got to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was just ah, oh, not the buzzing story again. But the but I know that because I've spoken to mum and mum and her sister had a falling out years ago. But mum, even when I speak to her now, says yeah, if if you if you talk to your auntie, she'll say exactly the same thing. They saw exactly the same thing. Heard that same weird noise. And I, like I said, man, if I ever if I ever get around to it, I, you know, I'll send you a, a message, you know, like, like Facebook or whatever. If I can ever recreate that sound that Mum heard, I'll send it to you because it must be possible, you know, to yeah. get that sort of throbbing, weird, buzzing noise going on. Okay. And that actually sort of makes sense as well, like when it comes to electricity, you know, because oh, Mum didn't definitely. know what high tension wires were back then. Yeah, yeah, it um, it it's definitely a fascinating encounter and. And the fact that off the air, you kind of told me that she's not the only person who's had this type of encounter. You've actually reached out to someone about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like when I, when I, when I wrote to you, um, and then it got really stuck in my head because I'm pretty sure if you remember, I sent you that horrible recording of me interviewing my mum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Probably too many beers. But the, so, but because it really stuck in my head, I sent off a couple of emails to different people, you know, in the paranormal communities or whatever. Sent a message to, sent an email to David Pilates from the, like the missing 411 stuff. And, you know, I'm not expecting anything. You know what I mean? He's probably a busy man. He'd be getting thousands of, you know, weird emails, whatever. Wrote back to me the very next day and he said, yep, we've had other emails with similar or identical things to this happen as well. And I was like, and that's what freaked me out as well. Like, and that, it's sort of strange because I can't go back to my mum and say, hey, David Pilates said that other people are doing it too. She's like, who's he? You know, but, <laughs> you know, but, but in our, like, you know, if, if, in our sort of interests or world, you go, wow, if other people have reached out to him and said that this 
similar or identical thing has happened to them, that's that's even freakier. It must be going on. Something must be going on. We don't know what it is. Who knows if we ever will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that just adds so much fuel to this this kind of this encounter because if she's not the only person encountering I guess something like this and I can tell you that I've I've had so many people contact me and they've had similar encounters to this I wouldn't say it was exactly the same but you know that there's a lot of I I would call them uh, I guess things that kind of match in uh, where you know there's an entity in the room and it just disappears Um, and it kind of has that humanoid look do people even talk about electricity much about it or they just don't you know it never comes up they they do talk about a humming sound and that's actually something that's really quite common within a i guess a, a ufo experience as well so you know it kind of makes you think oh is this is this something that's extraterrestrial is this something man-made it's 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 there's a lot of questions when it comes to encounters and in situations like this that I don't know if people will re- ever really get the the answers that they're looking for, but if you know, there's guys out there that are collecting the data, and you know, the guy who does the, the missing four one one, I don't think there's anyone better on this earth who who you want collecting this data than him. Oh, oh that's it, man. Yeah, the flow of info. Well, that's it. The flow, of, the collection, the flow of data that would be going to that man at the moment, you know, is brilliant. So, I, especially, it's sort of strange whenever, whenever, like people bring up the idea of extraterrestrials. I, I don't know. These days I sort of shake my head and go, I don't reckon. I don't, like, I just don't think it. Uh, given, because I'm obsessed with time and how long things take, you know what I mean? So when you were saying, you know, I don't know if we ever will or if they'll ever get the answers, I just don't think that the human scale of longevity, like our, the, how long we live, we will never have the answers. Time is so vast and so huge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're, we, like, in our tiny tiny little lifespan we're just we're not going to be able to get to look unless they work it out tomorrow that would be fantastic you know what i mean and and then they let us know for some reason but i just i don't think that we live long enough for all the data to be collected so people like yourself and people like pilates and so on that have actually started collecting data properly and because you know the internet bang the intercommunication is great it's fantastic for exactly this, you know. So maybe in thirty years, you know, we'll, we'll, there might be some sort of an answer. But when I, sorry, coming back to the extraterrestrial thing, I just don't think it is. I think it's, I think it's ours. I think it's our planet. It's not. Our, it might not necessarily even be us. I, maybe interdimensional. Maybe fade. Maybe all of that sort of thing. That's fine. But I reckon it's it's created from a consciousness from the planet. And, and you might might just be right there, Randy, because you know it's you hear people who tap into this astral realm, and who knows, maybe maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe they were kind of in between different yeah. realms, something like that. It's yeah. um, it's it's such a really really, I would say, fun thing to just try and think of all the different situations that it could be. Really. <laughs> that's right. That's same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it never ends, like that's that's part of what I love about it. the paranormal in general it's so much fun and it sort of pushes your brain in all these different directions you can't lock it down because if there was anyone that actually knew well then that would sort of be the end exactly oh so that's what it is oh well i may as well go and eat a cake you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and that's exactly it and i think it's that's the whole beauty of paranormal is that Every person can have their their own opinion, their own theory, and who knows that person could just be right. 
that's, that's like the one, the one out of the million theories a bunch of stoners sitting on a couch you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's cold that was actually the right one the guy got it right back in 1974 yeah. <laughs> well randy it's been fantastic having you on the show mate you've been a you've been you're you've been a really fun great guest actually <laughs> i was just look i tell you what it's just interesting and i hope that look, uh, for everyone that's listening to this if if it happens to you give Bang, throw it out there because like we were saying and this is what we were saying even off the air like get, collecting the data and just having the data sitting around is the interesting part as well you know and that's going to do it for tonight and remember if you have had an encounter get in touch with me my email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe ufo radio Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe, Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.